It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Face off drop along the far board. Sharks pick up. They've got a four-on-two break. Up the middle of the ice, Ferraro. Lead on the right center. And across the ice, pass behind Granlund. Knock free. It's set in front of Annette. And Duclair got it to, to Zetterland again, but he couldn't shoot it. Now Duclair is in front of the goal. He spins. He tries to get into a shooting position, and then he's checked by Okposo. A four-on-two and not even a that's, shot that's, on goal. That's why, that's why I threw up my hands. You know me. Now here comes Middlestaff the other way into the shark zone. Toe drag, shot, score! See that? You have a four-on-two break one way. You don't get a shot on goal. And they come right up the ice, waltz into the zone, and a nice little toe drag by Casey Middlestack trickles through Capo Kakinen on a partial screen with Vlasic defending. And so it's one nothing Buffalo. I thought it was more consistent. I thought there were stretches in the second where we had it. Then there were stretches we weren't. And then I thought in the third, it's very similar. I thought there were some stretches where we had it. didn't, But I thought the first, it was much more consistent. And... You know, we just got to – an area I think we really can improve on is shoot more pucks to create opportunities for other people. Right now, I think we're in the mindset of we're not going to shoot unless we're going to score. And, you know, with that comes going to the net a little bit more. So, you know, we, he made some big saves. We had some really good chances. Uh, I thought it was a, a big step forward compared to what went on in, against Ottawa, uh, but not good enough. All right, good morning, everyone. We had Dan Rusinowski on a Sabres goal and then some David Quinn – just talking about uh, last night's game and some of the uh, inconsistency with the physicality, but that was a uh, that was a tough one, folks, because the Sharks just didn't have enough pushback at critical moments, didn't create enough opportunities, and got a good day from their netminder and Capo Kakinen, and just didn't have nearly enough push to try and get anything going offensively. Uh, it's been more and more of that dynamic as of late. The Sharks suffering yet another shutout I believe that was their ninth of the year and now they're at 20 some odd games which they've scored one or fewer so it's not a um, it's not a good feeling and there's a lot of consistency we've seen out of that and actually I wanted to play you this clip from Brett Hedekin after yesterday's game because he was a bit hot after that one you want to look for excuses look for excuses but you're a professional at this level and your attitude says everything every day the details of the way you play the game means everything and the way you try to show up for your teammates means everything and if you want to be a pro at this level those are the things that you have to lead with that's the bare minimum and so for me a little bit i'm fired up today because it bothers me when you start to see the same things coming from the same players over and over again where that consistency is not there and it's really the things that you can control which is your body language and your attitude and those are the things that left them completely here in the second, third, and they got exactly what they deserved today, which is a 3 nothing shutout. 
And I think the hope was on this road trip after they got the win in Montreal that the Sharks would be able to be that much better, to be able to play a better brand of hockey going up against teams that were not of the same tier of the Torontos that they had been previously, the Edmontons, the LAs, the you know all the really pretty good teams they had faced during that 12-game losing streak. Um, but now uh, they've got another two-game losing stretch going. And there is, I think, the thought in the back of everyone's head, like, uh-oh, how do they keep this from stretching into another extended losing streak? Two, get, two losses in a row, I'll put it that way. That's nothing. That's normal life in the NHL. It starts getting longer on the heels of what was already a 12-game losing streak, and then you've got some serious problems. Because, you know, right now uh, they are 1-3 and three on this road trip, and they've got the second of a back-to-back coming up later today. 5.30 go time in Chicago, 5 o'clock pregame right here on the Sharks Audio Network. And I think that that has crept back into the into the thought of everyone's brain of like, okay, well, is this going to be the start of another long losing stretch? Because, you know, if they can't beat Chicago, if they can't beat, um, you know, the Ducks, then they've got L.A., then they've got the Rangers, then they've got Buffalo again, and then they finish off the month with Seattle and the Ducks once again. And at this point, it's hard to see a whole lot of wins coming through that stretch. Now, Chicago and Anaheim are much closer in terms of points to where the Sharks are. So let's see what they can do in those games. But, I, you know, I, I think that the Sharks had a decent start yesterday. I think it was just the fact that the effort did not extend throughout the rest of the game. I think it was like once they got down, they didn't have a lot of pushback. They didn't have a lot going for them in the first place to start off that game to try and make things happen. And so... You know, that's, I think, all weighing on the mind of everybody that watched that game and walked away relatively disappointed because it was just, it was a frustrating performance. You wanted to see more. You wanted to see everything that the team was hopefully going to be capable of on this road trip, but, you know, it didn't end up being that way. They've got one left to try and salvage it, and two and three would not be terrible, but on the second night of a back-to-back, you have not been given a lot of confidence that the Sharks will be able to do so. If we look back at the game, there's not a whole lot that the Sharks did particularly well. Uh, they got outshot 35-28. to 28. Uh, Faceoffs were 52% for the Sharks, 48 for the Sabres, so that's one area. Sharks 0-2 for 2 on the power play, and the Buffalo was 1-2. for 2. Um, Other than that, yeah, you can say the Sharks out-hit the Sabres, but it didn't feel like that was a very impactful stat as we got deeper and deeper into the game because the Sharks' physicality It was there at moments, but it was not there through consistent efforts, and it left uh, overall just a lackluster performance. Um, And that's that's too often defined what we've seen from the Sharks this year. And losing happens. I think everybody understands that this is not a good team. This is a team that was going to be bad from the start. It was a, a transitional season where they were taking on contracts, where they were trying to you know, be in a position to build towards the future as part of a rebuild. And I don't think anybody has a problem with that, but I think that it was the lackluster effort in yesterday's game. And, you know, they just didn't appear to be very energetic. They didn't have a lot from the jump. And we saw that in Ottawa as well, where they just didn't have a lot going for them unless they were able to ride some brief momentum. And like, yeah, like the Sharks have been good this year at taking advantage of momentum, but they have not been able to do much more when they aren't riding that momentum. Like things are either going very, very well for them or they don't have very much else to answer for. I mean, you got that 7-1 loss in Toronto. Then you only you know, were able to follow that up with one win in Montreal. Then you lost in Ottawa, and you lost in Buffalo, and then you're right back at it today, uh, taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't think anyone is particularly surprised with the losses. I think they're a little bit at this point 
uh, you know, to point to what Hetty was saying earlier, just a little bit frustrated everything that's been going on. But if you are looking at the NHL trade deadline, which is looming on the horizon, you probably saw once again another very, very good performance from Kapo Kakinen. He had 32 saves. He gave up two goals. I don't really take umbrage with either that he gave up. And that was part of the frustrating nature of this game is the Sharks were still very much in this one. Um, you know, you give up one goal halfway through the second, and then you're only down two, nothing heading into the third. You think you can get one to get yourself back into that game. And the Sharks just never able to do so. Just never able to get themselves that opportunity to get back into the game. Never able to take advantage of their own power plays. Uh, just flat across the board. Early start time might be impactful with regard to that. But at the same time, you know, these guys are professionals. They can drink enough coffee. They can, you know, have enough Red Bulls to get themselves ready to go and prepare their lives. I like, guess I understand it was difficult that they had to wait in Ottawa an extra night and they couldn't have things ideal. But, you know, if you're going to be a professional athlete, you've got to be able to deal with situations that are, quote unquote, less than ideal. And that was not what it felt like we saw yesterday. So, you know, I think that the hope for the Sharks today as they bounce back and have to play Chicago is that they are going to be that much hotter out of the gate. I mean, I, I have said it a million times, but the start is so very important. We go back to the game against Toronto where they lost 7-1. to one. Bad start in that game. Complete flip of the script when they got out to an early lead in Montreal. one nothing and 2 nothing, and they were able to ride that to victory. Then you look at the game against Ottawa. They got down 2 nothing. They did a good job to fight their way back into it, but still they were down early and they could not get themselves any distance what they once they got back into it. And then yesterday's, they just did not have a lot carrying them through the game, and then they found themselves on the wrong side of it. So, you know, this, this points to what they need to do today in Chicago, which is just to have a much, much better start. And that, you know, that can't be emphasized enough, can't be understated. The start to a game for the San Jose Sharks, I think if we probably look back at, you know, many of their wins this year, and sure there were a couple comebacks, but you know, the importance of having a good start, the importance of being hot out the gate, the importance of just giving yourself an opportunity to not be chasing a game on the road, that's huge, especially on the road. I mean, just to be able to give yourself a fighting chance to be able to dictate some aspect of the game as opposed to be chasing, 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 you got to give yourself that chance. You got to give yourself that chance or else you're not going to have a, a very good outcome when all is said and done. All right, we are going to get into some post-game sound on the other side. We are also going to be talking with Drew Remenda. I spoke with him the other day, um, and I think it's worth revisiting because he had some very good thoughts about just what it's like to go through these tough times because he was a coach on that 92-93 Sharks team, um, the worst in franchise history, and you know he's been through this. He understands what it's like. So I thought that would be uh, good to hear again and get Drew's thoughts on things. We're going to take a break. Like I said, you're on Morning Tide, presented by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Nice pass across the rink. Kept in by Jack Quinn. Goes into the corner, right wing side, behind the net, middle stat. 
Back to Quinn on the right wing half boards. Tucks in the middle, gets the pass. One time score! You could see that one coming from about 25, 30 seconds away. Alex Tuck scores on the power play. It's 2-0 Sabres. Yeah, I don't think anybody's thinking about losing streaks. We're thinking about getting some rest, getting to Chicago, and getting ready to play tomorrow night. Uh, I mean, you can't play in this league that way, thinking that way. And obviously, we've had two long ones, but I don't think anybody's thinking of that. You've just got to live in the moment, prepare to play again tomorrow night. Hey, Coach David Quinn bringing us back in here on Morning Tide. On a Tuesday morning, we've got the second of a back-to-back on the road for the Sharks today. They're in Chicago taking on the Blackhawks. 5.30 start time, 5 o'clock pre, right here on the Sharks Audio Network. More from head coach David Quinn talking about the Sharks' four-on-two situation that ended up going back the other direction for the one nothing lead for Buffalo. It is when you get numbers and you don't even get a shot. I think you can't get deflating. You know, what really happened on the goals, we turned it over. We forced to play at the blue line, and they came the other way. We still had numbers to kill it, but we didn't. And, you know, obviously that thing ricocheted. And I guess that's what happens when, thing, when you're struggling, right? The other team gets bounces like that. We just weren't able to uh, recover from it. I thought we got a little dejected after that and then had some great chances at the end of the second period to maybe make it two to one. Uh, you know, disappointing in the penalty kill. I thought that their power play goal was way too easy, but I like the fact we didn't quit. I thought the last half of the second period we came out, uh, finished the period strong and, you know, had some chances in the third as well. Quinn was also asked about once again, the Sharks losing the special teams battle. Yes, it is. It's, uh, it's frustrating to lose in general, but you know, you know, the special teams are a game within the game, and you know, obviously they they won that battle. And given the difficulty of this road trip up to this point, Quinn was asked about how big a win in today's game against Chicago would be. It would feel very good you know, when you're in the situation uh, that we're in. And, you know, you have been, wins have been hard to come by. They uh, they probably feel a little bit extra special for our group. So, you know, we've got to move forward and build on some of the good things we did tonight clean up a couple areas where I think it'll help us win a hockey game tomorrow. And hopefully the Sharks can take some positive momentum out of this game, knowing that it was not their worst game of the year in any way, shape, or form. It just, I think, was lackluster in terms of the pushback, in terms of creating opportunities for themselves, in terms of being just a little bit timid at times. There were times when they did get net front and they just couldn't get the get the shot off or just looked like they were looking for something that was a bit too perfect. It's like if you get in a dangerous opportunity with where you are as a team like the Sharks right now, you just got to put pucks on that. You just got to make things happen, and hopefully that's a lesson they will take into tonight's game against Chicago. Tomas Hurdle spoke after the game, was asked about, you know, what happened after the first period when it looked like the Sharks were more engaged. Yeah, I think we have definitely good start of the game. You know, we have a lot of good chances, and we could have buried one, but I don't think so. Second was even after when they score, we kind of been right there. Um, you know, we, we got one five five on shorthanded goal, but I don't think so. You know, we've been like we're like they've been all over us or something. But he just has to score. You know, like you can win if you don't score a goal in this league. So like couple can do anything, but we have zero on our sheet. So we have to we have to find a way and score some goals because you know after first could be two nothing for us, but we we just can't very one. And Hurdle spoke to the idea of the team passing up too many attempts and looking for too good of a shot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, definitely. We have to just put more shots, you know, and starting with power play too, we have to just get back to the net, guys around the net and get the rebounds. And and I don't know what we, we feels like we expecting, you know, to happen's goal. And 
And when they're coming for you, that's only goal you will score. You have to just get around the net, screen the goalie, and get the rebound because you know nobody will just hand it to us. So we, we it's on us forward. We have to just be more hungry and want it to score. Hopefully that idea of being hungry and being a little bit more aggressive is the specific lesson they carry into this game against Chicago. And Hurdle also spoke to just how big it would be if this team could finish off the road trip with a win. Yeah, definitely. You know, we I think after the last game we didn't I think I don't think we played great and today was a pretty solid game, you know, what we have to do if we wanna win a hockey game. So you got decent rest because we play early game today, so no excuses if it's back to back, but we have to definitely be ready. Same like we start today, but we we definitely need to score some goals, but just we need they'll just say we have to be more hungry and more stronger around the net because we kind of just skate around, they're waiting for the bounce, but it will not happen if you if you don't go there. All right, on the other side, we are going to talk with Drew Remenda. That's coming up next on Morning Tide, presented by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. All right, welcome back. I uh, spoke with Drew Remenda the other day after the Sharks 7-1 loss to Toronto, and we went over just, you know, the difficulties of losing. And as I said earlier, he's been through it. You know, he was a part of that Sharks team that only had 11 wins back in their second year of existence. And we started off just talking about the difficulty of losing. Um, it's not easy living with it. It's not easy shaking it off. It's not easy being in the moment after. It's not easy to get on to the next thing. I always said, though, that um, the hardest thing to do in in sports is win that's hard it is hard work it's easy to lose because you just go out and try it but the after effects of losing stay with you longer than the winning effects do mm-hmm. so the the thing that happens is that you end up feeling everything you feel every loss you go back to the last five games ago, six games ago, seven games ago, and you start thinking to yourself, and I talked to the players that played for when I was assistant coach that, that played for the Sharks, and those guys, we went through one of the worst seasons in the history of the, of the league, 11-71-2. We had a 13-game losing streak followed by a 17-game losing streak. And it is, as a coach, all you do is you stay up all night. You're in bed like this. What if we do this? Yeah. What if we what if we do that? I'd be at the Cow Palace till two in the morning doing video. I get a call from George Kingston saying, Your wife called me. You need to go home and you can't be at the Cow Palace at two in the morning. You know, the neighborhood was what it was like back then. Yeah. I said, George, we've lost 12 in a row. He, he'd go, go home. Get home. What are you going to solve tonight? Yeah. And that's what that's what you so you do just you never stop coaching for the players. They never stop thinking about what they could have done better. And you start to walk over like you start to walk around like this. 
your head's down, you don't feel good about your life, even though you're living the dream, you don't feel good about your game, even though you probably haven't played too badly, you just aren't, the team's just not good enough to win. When you lose that many, that's where they are. And you just, you feel everything. And unfortunately, that body language, that emotion, that feeling permeates to the next guy who's beside you and then down the line, down the line, down the line. So David Quinn yesterday at practice talked about that with the guys. Talked about, I know you feel lousy, but you can't because you're feeling lousy makes your teammate feel lousy and on and on and on it goes. So pick your head up, put your shoulders back, put your chest out, stand proud. You're in the NHL and move on. It's halfway point. Let's go from here. Now, it's easier said than done. Sure. My favorite saying is from Jimbo Fisher, be where your feet are. Mentally, be where your feet are. So stay in the moment. And the only way out of it is just work. It's just, it's just work. You know, there's... <laughs> And sometimes you just got to get away. Like mentally, you got to get away. It Sometimes, and I see this on the bench all the time when I'm down there, and I did when I was coaching, that when your team gets quiet, I don't mind them yelling at each other. I don't mind them calling each other out, as long as you're not being a hypocrite and making sure you're right. trying to do the same things. I don't mind them chirping. I don't mind any of that. Because when you get quiet, you get in your head. And then you can't stop the thoughts. You can't, your, your thoughts come, you, you have no control over your thoughts. All of a sudden you're walking down the street and this crazy thought comes over and you think, where the hell did that come from? You can't block it. It just happens. So you, you have to be able to, to recognize what's useful, what isn't, and then get it out. It's hard to stay positive in this. What I've liked about David is he's positive, but very honest. He does not a Pollyanna by any means, but for this team to get a win, and get moving. You can talk about all the adversity you want, and they have had a ton of it mm -hmm. with the injuries. When you looked at this team at the start of the year, you looked down the center ice position and thought, okay, not bad. And then you start with no Logan and no Granlin. And now you've got no Logan and you've got Granlin, but you don't have Nico. And that is a big difference maker. And injuries after injury after injury. Every team goes through it, but you can't focus on that. That rally, W-I-N, win, what's important now? And that's how the players have to approach it. Again, easier said than done, but you've got no choice. It's it's a, it's actually a very freeing place to be, Ted. Welcome to the land of you don't have a friggin' choice. Yeah. The the thing that gets me is I was as I was, you know, trying to think like what what immediately popped into my head. And as I'm sure I've told you before, I am, uh, you know, a huge U2 fan. And there's a lyric that I've always appreciated uh, where it says, what are we supposed to do now that it's all been said? No new, new, no new ideas in this house and every book has been read. And that's where yeah. I feel like the Sharks are at right now. It's like, what's left to try? What's left to implement? What's left to change? And, and I think that's what you're speaking to at the, what are you doing at 2 a.m. at the Cow Palace? Yeah. Because you are yeah. in that search for ideas. But the problem there is that the hard work was there in Colorado against Detroit, against Winnipeg, and they weren't rewarded with it. You know, like that's the thing I think that hurts more than like, sure, a 4-1 and 7-1 losses back-to-back -to, -back to the same team. 
demoralizing, but I think it's maybe more impactful that the hard work in the three games before that was not rewarded with a win. Like, I think that might have the more negative impact. And so it's like, you're at this point, like you said, it's freeing because you have no choice but to go out there and perform. But like, as a coach, because you've been there, what are you thinking? What are you thinking beyond? Because hard work, you're not wrong, but it, it, they're going to come back and say, well, we did work hard, right? Like that, like that's in their heads at the same time. It's a very, it's a, and I'm not trying to espouse a defeatist mentality, but you understand that cascading negativity from one guy to the next or the silent bench, the thing that's the, you know, the, the tornado of rumination because everybody's lost in their own head. Like, what do you do now? Like, what are you supposed to say? So I was very lucky in those first couple of years because of the players we had. And I I know what people are thinking, what are you talking about? You just told me you lost 71 games, but I went through it with Dean Evison, Kelly Kissio, Doug Wilson, Rob Zettler, Mike Sullivan, um, Jeff Hackett, and go on and on with those guys. Those were guys when we talk character and a lot of us talk character and we maybe aren't really able to define it. But when I look at those guys, I was able, I was around it. I look back now and I'm, I, I say, okay, that's what they were talking about. So I would, I would go to the airport with Dean and Dean and Kelly. Dean would pick me up. I mean, that imagine nowadays a player picking a coach up. Right. <laughs> um, I went to, you know, like, I went to Dean's son's birthday and his daughter's birthday. They came to Jordan. I mean, we had a really great relationship. And we would talk about things on the way home, just as friends. You know, they they didn't look at me as assistant coach. I was 29. So they didn't look at me as assistant coach. They were just, I was just one of the guys. Yeah. And we talked about that very thing. And, and I said, I remember the car ride. I remember the the, the white Cherokee. <laughs> Everybody had white Cherokee back then. I uh, I said we worked our ass off tonight. Like we we had a good road trip. We worked hard. I said, but man, it would be nice to get a win. I said, I don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. And Dean said, we keep working. We keep working. I'll, I'll never forget the conversation. We said we keep working hard. That's what we do. It's all about how we we go after it. The only way we get through this is that we outwork the opponent and win a game. So you, for a coach, you focus on the process. You try to keep them in the moment. You try to make sure you can, if, if you have the opportunity to cut off the negative thoughts, if something goes bad and then they score a goal, like last game, they score a goal. Barabona takes a penalty, not a good penalty. Yeah. And then, oh, here we go. They score another one. So then you, your bench goes, you know, sits back. Um, I was lucky because, or we were lucky because we had guys like Dean and Kelly and Doug and Zets and the rest of the guys on that team who understood that it's on to the next thing. Whatever, whatever happens in the game, stay up, stay with it. Try to help each other. Don't fall into that defeatist mentality mentality because, but it's, it's natural, right? It's you're a human being. It's natural. But you have to fight that part of it. And today I saw a team, you know, after yesterday or after the game, Toronto, I thought the Seattle plane ride was quiet. This one. <laughs> so we, we landed in Montreal. 
and you could you can see it on the guys, right? And the next morning you see a couple of them and it's morning, 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 you know? Yeah. Today they were good. David had a practice with them yesterday, talked to them about their mentality, talked to them about taking care of each other, talked to them about being strong mentally, being positive, but being honest. And today after their meeting, it was really quick today at the, at the hotel. It was, they were upbeat. They were smiling again. They were, they were chirping each other again. They were, they had a bigger, a better strut in their walk. Mm. And so that's all you can do as a coach. That's all you can do as a player. You know, your test is going to come in a few hours, but overall it is hard to go through. It, it's hard to go through because everybody at one point in their career, in order to be where they are now, were the best in their team, on their in their city, in their province, in their state, in their country. They're one of the best. Yeah, and they won a lot. Now they're now they're not doing it, and if they you get the feels for it, but it's, you, know, you have to take care of this first. Marshawn Lynch, you got to take care of the mentals. And again, that was Drew Remenda joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network. That's all we've got for you this morning on Morning Tide. We will be right back with you later on this afternoon as the San Jose Sharks will be taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. Again, 5.30 start time, 5 o'clock pregame. And of course, you will be able to hear uh, all of your normal pregame programming like Sharks Morning Skate with Dan and Drew the build-up with yours truly, and, of course, Dan Rusinowski's Teal Report, all getting you ready for the Sharks to try and squeeze out one win before this road trip comes to an end after tonight's game. Then the Sharks have three games, or excuse me, three days off, and they're back home Saturday night taking on Anaheim. It'll be good to see everybody back at the tank. We are out of time for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. A giveaway behind the net, centered in front, save made by Capo Kakinen. That was a tough play behind the goal as Casey Middlestad driving down had a really good scoring chance, but Capo comes up big to keep it nothing-nothing at 9.42 of the second.